Hello, maybe White Sox fans, maybe Astros fans. It's your girl, Crystal O'Keefe, uh, Southside Sox under the Fan First Sports Network, our new network that we have. I have a special guest, and this is our inaugural podcast called Visiting Dugout, where we go over series opponents that the White Sox are facing. And since we have opening day today, we have our special guest, Ben Zeidman, for the our favorite Houston Astros. <laughs> Welcome, Ben. Uh, please you, go ahead and introduce yourself. Uh, so uh, my name is Ben Zeidman. I, uh, I've been an Astros fan my whole life. I write for Apollo Media and Pitcher List, and uh, yeah, I'm looking forward to to the season. Uh, thank you for having me. I'm, I'm yes, of, of course. Thank you for being my very first guest. I am very <laughs> familiar with podcasting, but this is this is a new one, so we're excited. All right, so let's dig right into it. Astros and White Sox play in Houston for Opening Day. This is a big rivalry in baseball. We we have 2005. You have every single year after it, it seems. <laughs> But it's going to be fun. It'll be on ESPN. So it's just a really exciting home opener for everybody. So, but let's think back to the past. What are your kind of post Justin Verlander thoughts? Like, how do you feel now that he's no longer on the team? The the 2023 version of the Astros, I think, are, you know, um, I mean, it's another great team. The starting rotation is definitely not as deep. I mean, we had eight starters last year that all probably deserve to start in major league games. And that's not the case anymore. Um, I'm still confident in the five that are, that are out there. I mean, it, it looks like it's going to be Fromber, Javier, Garcia, uh, Urquidy and Hunter Brown. Hunter Brown had some back problems, but it's, it seems like he'll be fine and he's not pitching during this series anyways. But you know, that's not as deep without. Verlander at the at the top line and you know it was really it was so nice to just every Verlander start was like well we're probably winning this game <laughs> to not have that anymore is a little tough but the, the the starting rotation still looks good and I like the four that are going you know I mean I like Hunter Brown too but I like the four that are going in this in this series a lot yeah Hunter looks and I know you said he's not even in this series he looks incredibly promising like I'm a little a little envious of that but yeah he, he looks great so how do you feel like this season's going to go for the Astros. Do you think you're going to go back for another championship? Do you think it might be more of a get gelled up and rebuild kind of year or what? Uh, I think I had them at 95 wins. I think they, they probably win the AL West again. I think the Mariners are really good and they'll be, they'll be close. Um, I also have the White Sox winning their division though. So oh. <laughs> uh, an ALDS rematch might be, might be fun this year. I don't have them winning. <laughs> it's going to be interesting. It'll be an interesting year. Speaking of, though, the White Sox and that, you now have one of my all-time favorite baseball players, Jose Abreu. I would uh, I would love to say I'm sorry, but I'm not. I know. No, you shouldn't be sorry. He's <laughs> he's going to be sorely missed by a big chunk of that fan base. And if a single White Sox fan boos them, I'm probably going to have to get into a fight with them. Um, I'll find their seat. I'm not even going to be there. I'll find their seats. Um, but yeah, he's wonderful talent, RBI merchant, just phenomenal first baseman. Like part of me does kind of want the Astros to win it all again, just so Abreu can get a ring finally that the White Sox could never provide him. So how exciting is that for you? 
Oh, it's so exciting. I was actually just texting my friend earlier. I'm like, I'm so excited to just like root for Jose Abreu for a full season. Cause like, I mean, you know, he's obviously a great person and like has all the, you know, uh, clubhouse stuff going on. And like, he's a, you know, he's a, he's a good leader and mentor and all that stuff. But just to be able to plug him into the four or five spot in, our, in the lineup, like right behind Jordan Alvarez, probably <laughs> yeah. is just, that's like a little unfair and in a way that is, uh, that's really nice. And one thing about Jose Abreu that fits this team really well is I got, you know, somebody on the team side who I talk to sometimes. Obviously, Jose Abreu's defensive metrics aren't, like, amazing, but also defensive metrics for first basemen aren't the most reliable things in the world. He's – whatever team side evaluation they have has him as a really good scooper and, mm-hmm. like, corralling bad throws and outs, which is so important for this iteration of the Astros because – Pena's arm is bad. Altuve's arm is bad. I mean, they're, you know, Pena's a great defender, but the arm, yeah. he spikes a lot of throws. And so, um, I think like that was important to them. And I'm just like really, he's a, he's a, gonna be great on both sides of the ball. And I'm like, I just am really excited to yeah. hopefully see him for 162 games because he's a, he's an Iron Man too. He, he's gonna try, even if he's down. That was the one thing about him. Like, he could have the flu and he's like, no, I'm still gonna play. I don't, I don't yeah. care. You're gonna put me out there. So, feel like he missed like five games last season that's just how he is and man he is so lovable I'm just I'm still to this day really jealous I mean it's 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 got to be some consolation that like Andrew Vaughn is really good and exciting and could really you know take a step forward yeah he is I'm happy that he's gonna be on first base this year he is great and he can hit that ball like he's Got massive talent. So I'm excited and he's very young. Jose Abreu is my age and in baseball years, that's an elderly person. <laughs> so, you know, it's good. Like I think it, it's going to be a fun series, but, uh, with that series, what is, what's your like key or keys to taking this series for the Astros? So a big part of it is the Astros have historically hit Lance Lynn pretty well. Uh, they, they see him pretty well. Uh, there's, you know, there's a lot of guys in the lineup, Chaz and Jeremy Pena specifically, who struggle against off speeds. And, you know, Lance Lynn doesn't really throw many of those. So I think taking the Lance Lynn game is, is important because you have no clue what's going on with Dylan Cease and Lucas Giolito. Those guys can throw seven, you know, any given night. And it doesn't matter how good your lineup is. Like that's not going to happen. So against Dylan Cease, uh, particularly, it's like, you know, don't expand the zone, take your walks. Um, and really it's going to be, especially for the Fromber start, I think it's going to be relying a lot on double play balls from the less speedy guys in the White Sox lineup because part of the reason why I'm so high on the White Sox is because of the, all the injuries from last year and they're, mm-hmm. they're healthy now with some notable exceptions, but like Luis Robert is, uh, we're not going to get a double play on that guy, especially in a, in a world with no shift and, and stuff like that. And so I think, you know, Andrew Vaughn grounding into a, into a double play at the, at the wrong time or, or, uh, um, Grandall, you know, doing that or, you know, it, it just, they really need to capitalize on those things. And also I think the White Sox match up against the Houston bullpen very well because the White Sox have a lot of hitters who can handle premium velocity. And, yeah. you know, like Rafael Montero is not throwing you an off-speed pitch. It's going to be a 98-mile-an-hour fastball. So <laughs> um, 
I actually like I kind of like the White Sox on paper for the for the series, but the you know the Astros just have to execute in those specific ways, and then you know I think it's going to be a good one. Yeah, and not to mention Yohan Moncada seems to be back and actually healthy for the first time, and I don't know since he's been on the team. Yeah, he can he can be a big threat if he really wants to, which is really exciting. And Luis Robert, you know, if he's out in center field, it's like he covers all three positions in one you know there's the famous him running after the ball that was clearly going to Elo Jimenez and just snatching it right up and Jimenez is like what was that I was there but you know Luis Robert he's a beast too so yeah um but who are who are your biggest threats for your team like who do you think can really just win this game and bring it home Oh, I mean, it's, it's gotta be, I mean, Jordan Alvarez had, has barely taken any spring at bats. Um, he only got back a couple weeks ago, but you know, his first two swings were like 400 foot flyouts to center field. And it was like, okay, like he's just a robot. He's gonna, he's gonna hit anybody and everything. And, uh, I think, you know, Jordan out, just anytime Jordan Alvarez is healthy in the lineup on the field, it's must watch television. I love it, but. I mean, I'm pretty bought into the Jose Abreu revenge narrative. I think if I was, you know, if I was a, if I was a betting man, I might say Jose Abreu is going to have some clutch RBI knocks. Uh, just be real locked in on these guys that he's, you know, played in, in inner squads for a couple of years. Yeah. I, you know, I love the White Sox and I love Dylan Cease and I want them obviously to win by like 10 tomorrow or today or just whenever, but. I'm not going to lie. I do want to see just an absolute bomb off Abreu's bat on Dylan Cease the first night. Again, win by 10. <laughs> just take him yard. Yeah, at least one. So just cause again, <laughs> revenge. I mean, I sound like I'm an Astros fan at this point, but I do want that for Abreu. Yeah. Yeah. So what are your just kind of general thoughts on and it doesn't even have to be Astros, just kind of how this season is going to happen, you know, that because players are always tearing hamstrings, running to first base, at least on my end, you know, and who knows who's going to be the sleeper agent or who's going to make it to the World Series. You mentioned the Mariners, you you think are actually going to be good. And I agree, they're they're really sneaky good. So how do you just kind of feel overall? Who's who's kind of your pick for this year? Yeah, I mean, I think the AL West might be a little bit of a dogfight because everybody tried to get much better. Um, I mean, the Rangers invested as much as they possibly could into that team, bringing in you know an entirely new starting staff, and um, and if and if Josh Young is good, then then that lineup is really good. The I I I don't have a great read on the AL Central generally. I said I thought the the White Sox would win it. I have them as like a ninety some win team because I think the rotation's good and the bullpen's good, especially if Liam Hendricks can actually come back. I saw the news or not the news, but I saw I saw Rick Hahn's comment today of like, well, you know, it was on purpose that he's not on the sixty man IL, and I was like, that would be awesome if if Liam Hendricks could just come back. Yeah, he's taken to that chemo really well. He seems to be in good health and good spirits, which is a big relief to me. Yeah. But I mean the I mean the Mariners are are very scary to me because I think that their rotation is better than the Houston rotation. The the bullpen is comparable. 
and the you know and they have all the star power with with Julio and um and Ty France when I mean last year Ty France was amazing until he got hurt but um so and just like generally as far as baseball goes I really like the pitch clock and and the new stuff I know some people I don't know how do you feel about all that stuff I I still kind of just want to get through a couple regular season games before I like really place judgment because I've noticed and it's kind of like the younger guys it's like Michael Kopech and Dylan Cease were both kind of just thrown off on it um and it was causing issues and they were saying well it could just be because they're so used to having a lot more time and they have to really learn to speed things up because I know Michael Kopech can take quite a bit of time. So I think once they adjust to that, I will be more in favor of it because I do like it. Because as much as I love baseball, sometimes when a game goes four hours, I'm like, okay, I'm done. Especially if I'm covering the game. I'm like, okay, it's midnight. I was supposed to go to bed two hours ago. (laughs) Let's let's speed this up. Well, you, yeah, you, I mean, the White Sox are in central time also. Whenever we travel out West, I mean, it's brutal if it's like a four hour game that started at nine o'clock our time. Yeah. It's, it's just tough. That, yeah, those games, I try, I talked to um, my boss and I was like, if you could just try to keep me off these like really late Western games, that would be great. Cause like, I've got two kids that go to school. I've got a puppy. I've got a, like another job, like a full-time yeah, job. So right. I got to get some sleep. I can't eat, sleep, breathe baseball. But, um, yeah, I, yeah. the, so the, the pitch clock thing, I mean, I, so I, most of my stuff for, um, like most of what I do is prospect stuff. I do a lot of, so I watch, a, I watched a lot of minor league games last year and uh, two years ago, I actually worked for the Astros AAA team. Um, and so I was watching pitch clocks for, like, for a year, mm-hmm. you know, I mean, it's actually kind of how I'm used to watching baseball at this point. And honestly, you really don't notice it after a while. I mean, it just kind of, fades in the background, especially when it's not being broadcast on your television screen, which is a weird, was a weird decision to do. But the, um, I'm, I'm excited about the pitch clock. I'm excited about, like, I'm a prospect guy. So like Oscar Coas, like, I'm excited to watch him from the Astro side. Yiner Diaz is like, he actually, he's, he was basically the AAA version of Jose Abreu if he yeah. <laughs> sort of couldn't catch. Um, like he's a catcher nominatively, but kind of can't catch. It looks like he might start at DH on opening day. So like, we also have a young, exciting hitter and, you know, like that stuff is always the most fun to me is these, these young guys coming up and, and trying to prove it. Yeah. The White Sox, I don't know if you saw the video, the White Sox posted of um, Oscar Colas calling his mom after he found out that he was making, you know, the team and, Ooh, I'm not like a crier, but that, like, this is emotional. You know, you, you invest so much time in these guys and I do, I watch a lot of AAA baseball too. So, you know, watching him grow up through the system. And again, I think we have Jose Brayu to thank for that because he is big on like that Cuban Latin American pipeline. Like he brings so many of these players in and just kind of watching that and just, feeling really excited for the first time in a while for this hot young, you know, guy that's, that's going to be amazing. I have, mm-hmm. I have a really good feeling about him. It's just, it's fun. I'm like, I actually am excited to see him, you know, yeah. I went into the season, not super excited after last year. Is he, but... he going to start in right or in left? I think he's starting right. 
okay. think that's what it was. I think that's what I saw earlier. Yeah. Oh, does it, I'm gonna have to have a war flashback of Andrew Benintendi and left field <laughs> then because yeah. Benintendi's the one who made that catch in 2018 to to knock the Astros out of the ALCS. Oh man, yeah, he's gonna be he's gonna be Roman Minute Maid Park once again. <laughs> I am sorry. I still don't know how I feel about him, but. We'll, we'll get there. Although I do want the White Sox to have a new like food option called the Andrew Chicken Tendies. Um, <laughs> personally, they're really losing out if they don't, they don't start that, but you know. Have you, anyway. have you been to the White Sox ballpark? I have. Yeah. I go there. Is the, how are the food options? The food is actually pretty good. They have churros, which is an obvious plus. Um, their nachos are good. They have this station that's like different types of fries. Like one is just like salt and pepper, but it has like this sriracha ketchup. And then they've got like the garlic and Parmesan fries that are so good. And, um, yeah, like I love the food. They have Connie's pizza, which is kind of more of a local joint, but it's all pretty good. You, you can, and then if you get into the like, club levels they have a churro milkshake so it's like a horchata milkshake with a ginormous churro inside of it and it's so good yeah you have my attention i'm uh i actually happen to be going to chicago in like uh three weeks or something to actually ca- to catch a cubs game i don't even know if the white Sox are in town but if they are i'll, I'll have to try and i'll have to try and make it out there it's a it's a cool park it gets a lot of black but i i think it's a great park yeah. All right. So I don't want to keep too much of your time. So where can we find you? You, I know you and I both write for Picture List as well, which is pretty awesome. So we're buds on that. But let us know your Twitter where we can find your work. All of that. Yes. Yeah. So uh, I do Dynasty and Prospects content for Picture List. Um, my Twitter is at midz4. That's M I D Z E four. You can see all my thoughts on a bunch of prospects and mostly Astros stuff there. Uh, I'm also uh, a contributor for a Houston sports media company called Apollo Media. Uh, we started during COVID. It was like 11 of us. Um, baseball canceled. We pivoted to Twitch streaming and it was crazy. And then baseball came back and it really blew up. And now there's, you know, full-time employees and it's a whole thing. And, um, so it's really, we do really cool stuff over there. It's, uh, it, it's all with a, you know, Houston bias, but there's something for everybody. Um, so that's, uh, at Apollo HOU. And, uh, yeah, if you want to catch any of my stuff over there, uh, please do. Yes, please be sure to follow him. Not all Astros fans are horrible people, <laughs> but I don't think any of them are. Um, but yeah, so thank you so much, Ben, for coming on. I look forward to this series. Hopefully, I can tweet some trash talk at you at some point, but um, yeah, good more, luck. More than encouraged, and, and thanks for having me. Yes, I, I'm excited for you guys to, you know, hoist that banner and have my, my Jose Abreu. But yeah, again, thank you so much. Please follow Ben, and uh, yeah, that's it. Goodbye. See ya.